Let's go. All right, there we go. What's up? Welcome, welcome, everybody, back to the Not So Therapeutic podcast. Today's episode is a little different. We have a very special guest. Hunter Grant is in the building. And Hunter, tell us a little about yourself. What do you do? Uh, well, my name is Hunter Grant. Um, I'm a DJ and producer. I produce mainly electronic dance music. I also like to venture out of genres between hip hop and stuff like that. Um, but overall, I've been producing for a few for a few years now. I've been also DJing for about six, seven years, and have played in clubs, festivals, and stuff like that. Super fun. But enough about me. And yeah, let's get on with it. Wow. Uh, so we're going to start off with like a little easy question. And for everybody wondering, where's Max? He couldn't make it today. So I have to solo this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I know if you don't like me, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to thank you, Hunter, for joining and, you know, agreeing to doing this is really awesome. Much appreciated, brother. Let's get right well, into it, man. I'm excited. We're, we're going to get into that first question, right? It's a pretty simple one. What made you want to get into producing music? One of my, it's a simple one, but actually one of my favorite questions to be asked. Um, what made me get into producing in general was when I was around, I believe, eight or nine years old. Skrillex came on the scene with a, uh, Cinema, Scary Monsters, Nice Spirits, and that yeah. popped off. That was way, way back in, and I feel like an old man saying this, way back in the day. And that I was like, whoa, like, what is this? Because I was I was always into rock, heavy, heavy metal. I was always into music. I've always played the guitar or a little bit of the drums. I was always some sort of you know, doing something. Yeah. And after that came on the scene, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I've never heard anything like this before. And after a few years of listening to, I guess, dubstep or that kind of genre, I then ventured into what else was there. And in 2013, when Martin Garrix came on the scene with his track Animals, yeah. and then performed later that year at Ultra. And I, after watching that, I was like, I have to do this. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to yeah. make my own music. I want to be a DJ like this. This is awesome. And... For years, I tried, but I guess it was too hard for me to comprehend. Like, not that I was stupid, but it was just really difficult to understand. Like, yeah. I was looking at how to mix and master, how to even, like, where to start. So around sophomore year of high school, I started DJing. I got my footing into that. That was one important thing of it. Yeah. Because I could just be a producer or I could be a DJ and producer, like the people that I idolize. And I played at clubs, festivals, parties. I, I did it. And in my senior year of high school, I was like, I have to do this, like now or never. And that's what kind of blossomed into what I am in today. That's so cool, dude. Like, so I know you mentioned earlier on, uh, well, a little while ago, that when you were first starting out it was like you couldn't really understand mm -hmm. what the hell you were looking at because i had that same experience when i downloaded ableton 
So the first mm-hmm. time I tried using Ableton, I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> how, how do I do this? How? Right? And it's like, so this leads on to the next question is like, was there ever a point where you wanted to like give up or you were super stressed and were like, oh, this this just isn't for me? Uh, yeah, even to this day, I'm still like, I know like now, like what my music is worth. I know that I, what I produce is good. Yeah. And not just by my own standard, but I've been supported by some of the biggest DJs in the world. I can name a few. Uh, Hardwell, Nicky Romero. Hardwell? Yeah. I've been supported by him and, and Reveal Recordings, uh, his label. Um, Nicky Romero, um, some of the now popping off artists in the industry, like Black Code Names, uh, you name it. I, well, not everyone, but I've been supported by big names. So I know the worth of my own music. And when I was first starting out a few, like two years ago, two and a half years ago, a year in, I was like, I was going through a rough point in my life. And I was like, man, I fucking suck. I'm terrible. I don't want to do this. And even now, like when I'm making stuff and I'm really like having producers block or really having writers block, and I'm not inspired by anything. I'm like, wow, why am I still doing this? Like, I'm still shit. Nothing's going to change. But I just have to keep pushing because if I don't, I'm never going to move forward. And what I've done recently is the main genre I produce is Progressive House. That's the emotional, energetic festival side of EDM. And I've been producing more aggressive, bouncy stuff um, heavy bass lines, yeah. piercing leads. And that has got me very inspired. That has got me into a new, like, oh shit, I can't, like that feeling again of like, oh shit, I can't wait to get home and just work on this idea that I have. And there are times where I do feel like, oh shit, like so and so is better than me. Like, I should give up. But I don't because this is what I love. This is what I do every, like, no matter what I'm doing, school, work, anything, I come home after taking care of priorities, of course. I just sit here for hours and hours and hours and just make idea, make idea, finish track. Yeah. You know, I keep creating to have countless ideas. I feel like that's something that a lot of people struggle with, mm-hmm. especially like I could use myself as an example, right? Mm-hmm. So for not so therapeutic in general it's just been you know kind of rough you know keeping our audience and being engaged more through our social media platforms and all this stuff just because we have a lot going on and it's like we're still trying to be so consistent like how you said consistency is just what's keeping you going you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it's something you love and this right here is something that I personally love and I'm pretty sure Max loves it as well. So it's like having you on or having anybody else on as a guest just helps us become more motivated because we're learning through you guys and we're learning through our audience and everything. And it just, it's really inspirational. And I, like, I really mean this shit from the bottom of my heart. It's like, I, I appreciate you coming on here and 
you know, giving your thoughts and your opinions on how someone should stay focused on their dreams, you know, mm-hmm. like keep pushing to what you want and you'll get there. Uh, yeah, no, no need to thank me. I always, one of my goals uh, in doing this is not only for myself and be, not for money, not for fame. I could give two shits about that. <laughs> and that's just the bonuses that come with yeah. being successful and anything. But what I want to do is inspire people like how music inspired me, how music yeah. was an escape for me, how it made me happy in my darkest times that's what i want people to do is to always strive for their greater selves because at the end of the day you only live once yeah i want to leave an imprint on this world or on this planet or whatever the fuck we're in (laughs) and honestly i want to leave my name somewhere where you're going to look back and be like he was not just for a person but for what he did and I want, and I hear this countless amount of times, and this is what means the world to me. Thank you so much for this song, or wow, the lyrics that you wrote, I I felt personally, you know, it got me through some tough times. Yeah. That's the stuff that I love, because I want to put smiles on people's faces. I want to make people happy. That's my goal. And just by doing it and pushing through it, that's, that's the result. Like it made me happy when I was a kid, that's what I want. That's totally like understandable. I would say it, it, it's 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 hard to like put into words. It's mm-hmm. just every I feel like everyone wants to have some sort of impact. Um, like for us too. Like as you see, it's mm-hmm. just we're trying to show that it's okay for anybody to like. Yeah, if you're struggling, talk about it. If you're feeling a certain way, talk about it. Cry it out. It's okay. Like, we're all here. We're all human. And, dude, it's just, it's a long journey. And we still have a long way to go. And I'm pretty sure your journey still has a long way to go. You're not stopping anytime soon. Absolutely not. So, I did some digging. Uh And I found that you have over 20,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. So I don't know if you knew that. Did you? Uh, yes, I do keep up with okay. analytics and stuff like that. So when you saw your analytics, how did that make you feel seeing that you have so many people listening to your music on a constant basis? I was very, very, like, take it like taken back because I in the beginning wanted um I wanted people to hear what I had to create as an as an artist uh in any form you want that attention and some like I said earlier I'm not striving for money but at the end of the day the exposure is what's needed to get to that audience you need uh listeners and stuff like that and when I look at my analytics and I see so-and-so or one of my tracks, Fight the Good Fight, it just hit 160,000 streams or my monthly listeners being 20,000. I was blown away because I knew, like, and I always say this and not as like um, in a cocky sense, but because I vision myself being somewhere before I'm there. Yeah. 
That's the mindset I have. I have to see it in my head in order to get there. And I yeah. saw myself a few years ago being in the same position, being being interviewed and having a, or starting to have a nice following, a nice audience. Yeah. And it, it, really, it was personal to me. It, it meant a lot to me that I can accomplish something like that. And knowing that I saw it years ago mm-hmm. and the stuff I'm seeing now, who knows what I'm going to be in the next two years. Yeah. So it's just a matter of destiny, fate, I guess you could say. I would say. Because I, I've, I've, a wise person once said, God gives you a vision and only you can see it. So don't worry about what the other people around you have to say about your vision because they don't see it through the same eyes as you do. And that's what I say. Yeah. I, I totally understand that because <laughs> I feel like perception is a big key to like anything in life. Mm-hmm. So like you said, it's just you can perceive something your own way and you mm-hmm. know that you're going to follow up and keep it going in that direction compared to as somebody that's an outsider who doesn't know your thinking who doesn't know your actions tries to perceive you as oh yeah you're never gonna make it or yeah oh yeah i could do that it's not that hard <laughs> no. like, it's 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 a shitty thing to say it's just like you're not me okay so yeah. <laughs> it's like let you be you and I'll and do I'll me. I'll be me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, but what, what what's so hard about it is consistent. And like I said earlier, consistency. Yeah. I I don't. I used to force ideas, and sometimes forcing an idea is good in some situations because yeah. that's what really gets the gears falling. That's what gets the ideas rolling. Sometimes when you have block. But I used to when I first started. I was like, every three months, I'm gonna release. I don't care if it sounds well I care what it sounds like but I don't care there's a deadline for me and I then start to get burned out and not as happy with my craft yeah one of my releases actually that was released back in April um took over a year and a half to make and yeah through multiple vocalist changes different ideas yeah uh, an additional artist being on there I not only have to maintain making new stuff and stuff that appeals to the audience and that appeals to me, but stuff that I know that's going to attract a new audience and build up those numbers. That's the difficult part. It's finding that balance between not burning myself out and maintaining a high listener rate. The same thing goes for this as well. Like you have to maintain every Sunday coming up with a new idea coming up with something that people would want to hear and listen to and building your audience. It's tough. It is. It is. Proud. So, cause we've been trying to find um, guests to come on. We've been trying to figure out new ideas to implement into the, the channel. And mm-hmm. it's been pretty hard. Like, I'm not going to lie, but we still have a decent amount of following that stay consistent and are like hey when you guys dropping a new episode like we've been waiting or there's people that are like hey are you guys okay like (laughs) i'm waiting for the new episode like and it's 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 good to see that we're having some sort of impact 
because we've noticed the change in numbers within our analytics ourselves. It's mm -hmm. like we're starting to have people from different countries watching our stuff. And we're like, how did you even get over there? Like, <laughs> how did you find out about us? And then we were doing this thing where uh, we have stickers, right? With, with a QR code that leads to our website, mm -hmm. placing them all around. And then we got a DM one day and somebody from like out of state was like, hey, I was visiting New York and I saw your thing and I fucking love watching your episodes. And it's like, what? <laughs> you randomly came across our video like you just randomly came across our sticker somewhere in new york and you know new york is huge like oh yeah and this it was it was so cool it's the exposure it's the exposure like that that means the most it's people that yeah you don't expect like when i first started i was blown away that i had two listeners from fucking from amsterdam or like from hong kong or some shit like that but now oh. i'm sitting here and I'm like, my music's worldwide now. And it's not just two people listening in here. It's more like a couple of thousand people listening in all these countries. I've, I believe I'm at, at least over 70 countries my yeah. music is being listened to. And that's tough. That's it's, a lot. That's and crazy. I... I don't like to let myself get hung up on stuff like, like all like, um, and that's something I'm working on personally Yeah, is taking stuff in and really enjoying it because after a release, I'll be like excited for two days and be like, all right, that's cool. On to the next thing. I always keep <laughs> moving and moving and evolving and working with new people yeah. because I can relate. I, can relate to I have to. And I also, um, one thing that's really important about what I did for the first year, I just produced, I learned. Yeah. You're following after that. I produced still, but I didn't release anything. I made as many connections as possible. And I surrounded myself with people who were better than me. And with this, I not only grew knowledge wise of how to make better music, but I met a lot of new people and yeah. Believe it or not, I am in the start of discussion, and I can only say a little bit. I'm in the start of discussion with one of my friends. I don't. Are you familiar with the festival Ultra? Yes. Hell yes. He played at Ultra Korea um, two, three years or before before COVID. What? Yep, he played at Ultra Korea, and we're talking about. Once my man, or once I get a management team, a solid backing, we're gonna try and get me at some residencies in Vietnam and play at Ultra. What? That'd be so sick. What? It's and it's little things like that. Because at the time, I knew my music wasn't fucking amazing, but yeah. I had good ideas, and that's what mattered to to some people. Some people are like, oh, this isn't good enough. I'm good. But some people are like. You have the ideas to back a yeah. solid artist. Just you need to clean up the work and then you'll be fucking dangerous in the industry. <laughs> and after cleaning up the work, I could see yeah. now that like, wow, people weren't kidding. They weren't just saying that to be nice. They meant what they said. And it's amazing. Through that, through those connections, now I have thank God, uh, 
connections to some of the biggest labels in the world. Spinning, Stamped, uh, no Reveal, uh, Future House Music. I know people that know Hardwell and Martin Garrix personally, and I'm friends with them. What? Yeah, and, and it's not just me saying it. It's the truth, and the, that's what makes it so humbling for me is that I worked my ass off to get to that point. Yeah. And I'm still working to get to a point where I could be friends with them personally now. Yeah. It's all about the grind and it's all about a lot of it or some of it is, or most of it is talent in the beginning and getting friends. But then slowly as you move in the industry, no matter what field you're in, even in your field, it's all about who you know. Exactly. You could have the talent to back a solid artist, but if you don't know people, you're not going shit. You're not moving anywhere. Yeah. That, but I feel like that's the worst part about any industry. It's just connections. It's never really about your hard work. It's never really about, you know, you making yourself get to where they are, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's certain instances where it is that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so shitty. Like... <laughs> Have you ever thought about getting the connections is the hardware? I mean, getting connections, I feel like for me personally, has been like the hardest part because it's like when you go to all these different um, production gigs or any of that as freelance, Mm -hmm. technically not really allowed to communicate with anybody, you know, like you have to stay distant. Yeah, you can see them like, oh, I see you. And maybe like everybody else says, oh, send them like an email after or send them a message on LinkedIn. But it's like they didn't get to know you, so they're not going to really answer. That's something very important is, and I learned this um, very, very like, I guess, not, well, I wouldn't say very, very, but I learned this at a young, younger age than most people did. Mm-hmm. Three minute elevator rule. And what that is, is like, it's like a business pitch. Have yeah. you ever seen in like movies, like they step into an elevator with the big boss and like, yeah. dot, 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 here's my idea. Here's the plan, dot, 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 et cetera. If the boss walks out and says, follow me, you're on a good path. Yeah. Just walks out and doesn't say anything, you lost your opportunity. I'm not scared of approaching people. Yeah. I don't care if it says, don't go within two feet of this person. I don't give a fuck. That doesn't mean anything to me because guess what? Guess where giving a fuck gets me? Nowhere. I have to force myself. Yeah, maybe a little bit of trouble, but what's with opportunities like that? Yeah, you might not ever get that chance yet. So take a risk of getting in trouble, if you will. Yeah, for a lifetime of success. It's so true. Like it's it's just hard when i would say for for like the experiences i've had with production and everything Mm -hmm. it's like they don't have time right but that's another thing it's like time is the biggest issue with any situation it's you know like it takes a long time for you to get to where you want to be and then yeah you have short amount of time to do it because time is actually short. I just 
thought of this actually, and this is why I love doing stuff like this because it really makes me think outside the box. <laughs> People say, "Oh, like in my case, being like producing the music is the hard work. Mm-hmm. Why do I need connections? Like what the fuck? Like I already did the hard work. You didn't. You you just build yourself. That yeah. is hard work. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But that's where the hard work started. Yeah. Now the hard work is." getting to know people and getting it out there yeah that's the hard work yeah that's like the battle that you have to really face and me and this is one thing i do and one of i'll reach out to fucking anybody rough idea more solidified idea almost finished track i'll send to people be like hey what do you think of this idea you want to work not like collab bro question mark because that's just fucking no don't do that (laughs) but I'll introduce myself. Hey, my name is Hunter Grant. I produce yeah. mainly this, this, and that. Here's an idea. If you want to collab on it, let me know. I can send you the stems or the project file right away. Done. And hopefully, if you send it to 20 people, hopefully one of them will get back to you. Yeah. But don't send it to some random no-name people. Send it to people that you know are big enough to get you to a goal, but not too big enough that's outside your reach at that point. Yeah. So I'm not going to send it to fucking Martin Garrix and expect him to give me a DM back <laughs> unless I know him personally. But I'm going to send it to someone who might be releasing on stamps soon. Yeah. And be like, hey, look, what do you think of this idea? He already has a close net connection to Martin Garrix, kind of, because yeah. he's on his label. So that's more of in my reach right now. And then once I get to that label, then I could go to Martin Garrix. You see, yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's a staircase. It's yeah. always or a ladder. This this was a ladder. I'm fucking exactly. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're just inching your way up as you mm-hmm. go. So damn, dude. I'm trying to share as much knowledge as I possibly can because Life this is the shit that I had to fight through. This is what I had to figure out myself. Yeah. And that was the top that's the toughest thing is when you are blind to something and you don't know where you're going. So are you signed to any record labels right now? Not as an artist, no. I have music currently being signed. I'm not an exclusive artist yet. Okay. Um, the only labels I'd be exclusive artist to are Revealed, Spinning, and uh, Stick. No. But those are the top, top, top tier labels. And yeah. I'm slowly working my way up, which is a little pent for what's to come either this year or next year. You'll get there, bro. I'm pretty sure you'll get there. Because from what you you showed me earlier, (laughs) now we're getting close to the end of the episode. And Mm -hmm. we always like to do this and give you guys the floor, whoever comes on as a guest. If there's any advice you would give to anyone watching, what would it be? Even though you've given a lot of advice throughout the episode, but... (laughs) Um, I guess my biggest piece of advice to tie out the whole episode is um, don't be scared to chase your dreams. Don't ever be scared to be who you are truly. I not only had a fight with myself to really chase after what I wanted, but I had to battle, well, not really a battle, but it was an uphill, I guess, fight with my family too, because they, they were scared. My mom was scared. My family was scared that this is something, it, it is a really cutthroat fucking industry at the end of the day. And 
it's hard to get into it and it's hard to really be successful. And I have shed, you name it, sweat, blood, at literal, literally sweat, blood, tears into my craft yeah. as a musician. I love what I do. And honestly, if I had a, if I had an option to either kill myself or never have music again, so long it was nice knowing you. Uh, <laughs> that's how much it means to me personally. Yeah. And you have to chase after what you want, no matter what. If you want to be a musician, go right ahead. If you want to have a podcast, go right ahead. If you want to be a male fucking stripper, go right ahead. <laughs> Whatever your heart desires is what you need to do. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you live once. You only live once. Don't waste it on worrying about what other people think about you or what other people suggest for you. Because at the end of the day, when their lifespan or their time is starting to tick and end, you're going to be miserable. Yeah. I brought my laptop to school with me back in high school and produced every day in every class I could. And I got laughed at for it. But look who's laughing now. I didn't care about what people think about me. Yeah. It didn't matter to me because yeah. I was chasing after something that I saw. And you guys should do the same because that's who you truly are. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, the funny thing is, too, like, I remember uh, in high school when you used to draw your logo mm -hmm. in your notebook. And it was just like, yeah, I, like, I knew, like, especially that logo. I was like, no, that logo, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it meant something to me and i would and i could sit here and talk about this for days i could sit here and talk about this for hours and here's an exercise that i learned in high school that i suggest people do at home and yes homework oh oh my god shut the fuck up do it uh go when you have a free chance take a piece of paper write down what you're going to be in the next year okay or in the next six months I will see myself doing this. It will be done around this time. By that time, I will then be trying to do this goal. I did that in high school, my senior year. And I told myself, I will start Hunter Graham, the name. I will start the legacy of this musician. And by the end of the six months, I will already have a release song. Yeah. Guess what? I did. That's insane. I, I manifested it. That's what you have to do. You have to manifest your own destiny. Dude. So to move on to our last, <clears throat> last, last big part of the episode, since we only have a few minutes left, um, mm -hmm. are there any new projects that you're working on? Or you could give us a little sneak peek <clears throat> on... Yeah. I I have how many cash out? One or two? Uh, you can we have time maybe for like two. All right. Time I have two right. of them. I have two of them. I'll show maybe the first half of at least. Uh let me just get them open for you real quick. Um no. 
Everybody watching this right now, unreleased Hunter Grant music about <laughs> the show right now. I don't really like showing my unreleased music, so <laughs> you guys are lucky. I'm very personal about my projects, so all right, let's make sure I share the sound. <laughs> all right. So this one is an unreleased track. Okay. That we're working on currently. show from that that <laughs> that, one's that drop work in progress that drop was fucking amazing <laughs> and this one we just signed the final contracts to it release on june 24th i'm super excited to this uh for this one. copyrighted once it gets signed <laughs> no no no, no. I'll, I'll let the label know um the labels future house cloud and it's actually my biggest release they have a following on instagram of over 140,000. um very wow. big following that they're the top 15 labels in the world so i'm super excited for this one but i'll play the uh second half of this
I'm literally at a loss <laughs> for words because the whole time listening to both tracks, I was just thinking of like a big music festival. And I appreciate like, it. Thank you. Dude, that is definitely some shit that I would go see at EDC and just be going crazy. I appreciate that a lot. That actually means a lot to me. I, I'm super excited for the summer. I have a lot of tracks that I'm finishing up. Um, some of them that we're hopefully going to be signing within within the summer and fall. So I have a lot of new music coming out. Uh, if you guys want to take a listen to more of my stuff, you can check out my Spotify and all that stuff. I have more emotional stuff, more festivaly tracks and more of this aggressive stuff that I'm experimenting with. Um, but yeah, it was a pleasure being on here. Thank you so, so much for having me on here. I had a great time and I love sharing what I know so far with you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. Yeah, I want to thank you once again, Hunter, for coming and doing this. It honestly means a lot to me, and I'm pretty sure it means a lot to the rest of the audience. Um, we're, I'm excited. I'm excited for you and to follow <laughs> the rest of your journey as you go and become one of the biggest DJs and producers of our fucking lifetime. <laughs> those, no, I, those tracks were amazing. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see where this podcast goes because I actually, I actually watch it, and whenever I'm at work I'll, I'll watch it over again and just watch reruns of it because some of the things that you guys touch upon really makes people think and that's what i love it, this is a standout podcast i love the fucking idea behind it the premise is amazing and you guys put in your heart into it and i see my what i saw and what i create too and you guys passion and that's the most important thing oh I'm at a loss for it. Dude, you're about to make me cry. And it's <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for watching and tuning into this very special episode of Not So Therapeutic. Uh, big shout out to Hunter Grant once again for joining us. And if you guys want to check out the rest of his music and any of his other social platforms, it'll be down below in the link. So make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, comment, and go check out Hunter's new music. And your new song is dropping June 24th. June 24th. Make Burning sure you- up with my buddy Lipo on Future House Cloud. And we're out of here. <laughs>